Welcome to the Parker Avery Group's podcast series, Talk Retail to Me, where we offer insights and realistic advice from experts in the retail and consumer brands industries. The goal of this series is to provide our listeners with two to three pragmatic pieces of advice in each episode that they can immediately go out and employ in their companies. If you're new to Parker Avery and this podcast, we are a leading retail and consumer goods consulting firm with over 600 years of collective experience, both as consultants as well as leadership positions in the industry. Our firm uniquely combines deep industry experience with consulting expertise and world-class talent to deliver meaningful results. Our approach allows us to build successful, long-term relationships with some of the most recognizable retail and consumer brands in the world. If you're interested in learning more about the Parker Avery Group, we invite you to visit www.parkeravery.com. In this episode regarding in-store experiences, experts Kathy Toll and Trisha Gustin, along with myself, Heidi Sensitz, are going to talk about what to expect when you're expecting customers. Kathy is the Parker Avery's change management leader, and she's led a considerable number of brands through major change initiatives. Kathy tends to focus on beauty and fashion, both segments she's extremely passionate about, but she has also led projects in hard goods and home furnishings. Hailing from Chicago, Kathy specializes in change management, education design and delivery, and project management. Trisha is our firm's marketing leader with also a considerable background in store operations, both retail and restaurant. In addition to leading Parker Avery's marketing, Trisha works with clients in many of the firm's software selection and strategy projects, often herding the cats across geographies. She brings the unique perspective of owning and managing a small retail storefront, as well as her own home decor business near Richmond, Virginia. And I'm Heidi, and I will be your moderator for this episode, but also bring my own perspective. I have over 25 years of retail experience, both in the industry and as a consultant, and I focus on many areas, including merchandise planning, allocation, demand forecasting, replenishment, retail ops, and wholesale. Prior to joining Parker Avery, I worked with a number of leading luxury retailers, and I'm recording from the eastern border of the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. As states begin to finally lift COVID-19 restrictions, we see retailers and other service industries finally starting to exhale back to business. But it's the proverbial good news, bad news situation for both the companies and their customers. Kathy, can you please give us some good news? Imagine the delight a retailer or spa feels flipping over the we're open sign. And I know personally as a consumer, the giddiness that I can walk in and see the woman that cuts my hair, have my nails done, is such a simple act we took for granted for so long. And now it's like we're free. Well, that is so great to hear, Kathy. And I hope you really enjoy going back to the nail salon and getting your hair done. But what are some of the bad news we're facing, Kathy? Well, bad news right now is non-essential stores and service outlets are opening with a whole new set of rules and regulations. Case in point, a recent quote from Women's Wear Daily stated, keeping employees and shoppers safe while mitigating risk requires stores to regularly conduct and document deep cleanings install temperature checks for employees and customers and determine which stores need immediate attention and inspection for other issues regarding cleaning, safety, and health. And the other thing that's going to happen is that customers are going to want to see the stores being cleaned. 
they want this for a sense of their own comfort and their safety. But typically, retailers have the stores cleaned overnight, and they're going to have to bring that crew out from the shadows and have to train them on how to do their jobs with customers present, which is a big ask for the retailer and not from the customer. So, Kathy, what should retailers try to avoid? There's been some of the retailers when I'm approaching them, it's like they're shouting at me with their signage. It's all in capital letters. It's very directive. Please follow the arrows on the floor. Uh, do not pass go. No mask, no service. Credit card, debit card only. No cash. You're already unnerved walking into the store. Once I make it into the store, now I've got and passed the litany of rules and regs. Then I'm seeing masked, gloved, thermometer toting associates waiting to welcome me into the store. This does not sound like a recipe for a relaxing, enjoyable shopping experience. So how can a retailer add some humanity back into this sterile and disguised environment? Trisha, you run a small business. Do you have any suggestions? Yes. So this really does represent a need for some well-planned internal communication with your store employees. You know, as a firm, Parker Avery talks a lot about change management in the more global system implementation or organizational design sense. But in this situation, there are really so many instances of needing solid change strategies, in particular communication that have nothing to do with those larger types of initiatives, even though, you know, admittedly, this one is pretty big, but it's sort of been unplanned. In this situation, here are some key things to think through and outline in your communication with store associates. The first one is body language. It matters more now than ever before, as does how we use our voice, its tone, its rate, its volume, things like that. And now, the requirement in many cases to wear masks, you know, masks cover our mouths and our smiles. So your store employees really need to be aware of that, and they need to demonstrate welcoming behavior through their gestures and their voice inflection to make up for the missing facial cues. Conversely, a simple eye roll or a heavy sigh can be easily misinterpreted by both the customer and the employee. These nuances have always been paramount to communicating an authentic message, but now we really need to lean into these skills. Provide your associates with some tips, use of open body language, using voices to convey warmth and making eye contact. It's those little things that make a huge difference in combating the perceived negativity and potential customer nervousness of this post-pandemic world. What about injecting some humor into your behavior and into your associates? Is it an appropriate thing to be doing at a time like this, Kathy? You know, it's interesting because humor is a great tool for disarming tension. And let's face it, most of us have not been out and about, so we're bound to be jumpy when we're out the first few times. I am normally a skittish person and I startle very easily. So if I were a store associate, I would probably use, uh, make fun of myself and be self-deprecating and say, yeah, me too. I know I'm, I'm a little nervous about all of this. So welcome. We're glad you're here. And just disarm people so that they can start relaxing. Recently, I read about a clever pub in Germany that had some fun implementing something as simple as social distancing rules. Every customer was issued a foam pool noodle to carry with them, like the toys that kids have in pools. Um, they're usually three or four feet long, so it served as a really good reminder to all of the customers to keep your distance. Now, of course, these need to be sanitized after each use, but it was colorful. Customers had fun with it. It was a great idea. 
I've got to say that the vision of a bunch of people drinking beer in a German pub with a bunch of pool noodles really is clever and very funny. I think there probably were lightsaber fights at some point. <laughs> so, Tricia, how else can a retailer or a shopkeeper make, make the most of the required signage that they feel compelled to instruct their customers with? Yeah, so this is a good, a really good point. And actually, Clay Parnell with the Parker Avery Group talks about this in his latest blog entitled Retailing Curbside, Six Keys to the New Omnichannel Customer Experience. And he talks about making sure that your signage and your masks and your floor markers, things like that, are branded with your logo and in line with your color palette. You can do things like developing clever sayings for your floor markers, things like, take one giant step forward or put your best foot first, etc. Things like that put the message forward in a fun, lighthearted way for your customers and your employees. If it's appropriate for your environment, give your employees colorful masks and gloves if you're using them. Back to the point about some humor, consider including some fun messaging on your masks if your employees are required to wear them. We've all had enough scary it's time to make people smile, even if they're beneath a mask. You can inject some humor with some brand messaging if that works for your store or your brand. It goes back to communication, and like it or not, we now have a brand new way to deliver messaging since masks are front and center. So one of the things that's a bit on the, that scary point is we've started to see escalating behavior in, in retailers and in restaurants by the customers. Is this a trend? And if so, how can the frontline employees handle these situations, Kathy? Well, let's take a step back and discuss why we're starting to see or what feels like um, behavior is escalating is we all have been under incredible environmental stressors for the last several weeks. We are on edge, whether we are admitting to it or not. We don't know how to behave. I don't know the rules. Do I infringe, am I infringing on personal rights? Do I wear a mask? So there's a lot of angst just in stepping foot outside of your own home right now. Kathy, I totally agree with you. I went to the grocery store, physically went to the grocery store for the first time in probably 10 weeks this past Saturday. And I put on my mask as required. And I swear to you, I ran through that store and I'm not a runner. That's going to end up on YouTube at some point. I was really nervous about it, but I have to say the employees were there. They were calm. They said, do you need anything? Are you looking for something? And they just helped make the environment a little bit more relaxing. Trisha, since there are multiple shopkeepers in your location where you have your retail presence, has consistent guidance been given to everyone to behave and operate the same way? Well, as important as it is with a small and very fast-growing company, unfortunately, Consistency is not where it should be, and especially with things changing so rapidly in this environment, it's a challenge for even the most organized people to deliver consistency. So you have to really lean on your brand principles, and these should not have changed. Remind employees and vendors about these brand principles. That way, when a questionable situation arises, and I assure you they will, your store staff should be able to react appropriately. But this isn't something new. We've seen extreme behavior before in stores on Black Friday where you can get a TV for a dollar. Maybe this might become more prevalent with the current environment. So what's some guidance you provide to retailers and others in the service industry, Kathy? Years ago, growing up in the retail industry, we were all taught. It was referred to as uh, service recovery. 
and the foundational tenets of service recovery are knowing what to look for. It goes back to using your skills of observation. Trisha talked about observing people's nonverbal body language, their facial expressions, fidgeting. Is the rate or the volume of their speech increasing or getting louder? Don't judge. Don't try to jump to a conclusion. Just make note of it. And at this point, you need to communicate with your folks. You've got to have a game plan in place if it escalates. It might be getting the attention of a coworker, texting the floor manager so they can swing by, but there has to be a plan B set up. Trisha, do you have any thoughts about this, specifically because these seem to be emotional outbursts and not necessarily good deals like on a Black Friday? It's whether or not somebody's wearing a mask is enough to start fistfights these days. you have any thoughts? I think the best thing is to, first of all, remain calm and explain to your store staff that remaining calm and pleasant, despite the negative, what may be a negative circumstance, is paramount to solving the problem and mitigating any any further negativity. So that calmness without being condescending, that's a hard balance to strike sometimes, especially with an agitated customer. But if you can remain calm and, and teach your employees some skills or even some scripts that they can immediately employ to mitigate a negative circumstance, that will go very far because it's sometimes, well, I should say it's very often hard to think on your feet when everybody's tensions are so high. So in our next podcast, which is entitled Service Recovery, we're going to go into more detail about some of those tips and tricks and guidance you can provide to your associates. But as far as this podcast goes, there are three major takeaways. Number one, your associate body language and voice matter tremendously and have them inject some humor if it's appropriate. Try to be creative with store signage. Now's the time to do it. And also any collateral you provide within your stores. Prepare your associates to recognize those early signs of escalating behavior and provide them with a plan and a strategy for how to deal with them. Thank you so much for your time today. If you have any questions about the topics that we discussed, please don't hesitate to give us a call. You can find our contact information at parkeravery.com and join us for our next episode. We'll talk to you soon.